Good morning. I'm really glad you're here. Before I get into the message, I'd like to say thank you to some folks who led uh, the various teams to make this place beautiful and functional. Um, there were a lot of people who helped, but these were the folks that led the teams. Tunisia Garcia led the team who designed the decor, and it looks beautifully fantastic to me <laughs> in here. Uh, Tim McClary led the technology team, and so we have internet, and it all works. I don't understand it. I, I'm not quite sure how it all works, but he does. So, and, and it sounds great in here, doesn't it? Um, Brad Rosman helped with the design. He did over 50 designs of the layout in here. And so he also helped put the lighting and sound in place, among other projects. All of these folks put in countless hours to make this happen. We've been, this is our fourth week in the building since it's been renovated and, um, I want to give them a hand. Would you give them a hand? Everybody, everybody helped. Um, it's, it's college football season, and I frankly love this time of year, but not as much as my wife. Her dad taught her well. <laughs> and we're going to see this kind of thing at our house this fall a lot. All right, I apologize to the Trojan fans in the house. Um, the goal, though, is to make progress down the field, like uh, the quarterback did there. Before the play is ran, the team huddles up and the quarterback calls the play. Um, before that, the coach draws up the play for the team on the board, and the plays are compiled in a playbook for them to memorize, the pages look something like this. This allows the quarterback to call the play in the huddle, and when the ball is hiked, everybody knows what to do. They know their assignment. They, they just have memorized it. Hopefully, some guys mess up, but... <laughs> Hopefully they memorize it and they know what to do. So today we're huddling up. We're showing the plays in our playbook at CIV. We, we have a playbook at CIV so we can better coordinate our efforts to accomplish our mission. Our mission has an eternal value to it. We want everybody who joins in to know how to help the CIV team move the ball down the field. So our mission is inviting our neighbors to discover Christ through his life-changing community. At the center of our mission is helping people discover Christ. And this assignment is from Jesus himself. After Jesus' death and resurrection, he, he spent 40 days 
with his first followers who would be the key to launching the movement uh, that is still growing today, the movement of Christianity. And Jesus' last words to his disciples who became apostles were this, focused on the mission. Acts 1.8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. In this statement, Jesus zeroed in on uh, the role of the first followers in launching the movement. You will be my witnesses. That's the focus. That's our role. That's, that's the mission of the first followers and our mission as well. These guys had spent three years watching Jesus do some amazing things. Really amazing. He was preparing them to launch the Christian movement to fulfill his mission for them in their day and age, in their time. Their core assignment was to be a witness, to tell others about God's grace that comes through Jesus Christ. Jesus commanded them to witness about what he had done in their lives to help their family, friends, and neighbors discover Christ himself. Since we follow Jesus, this is our mission as individuals and as a church. This is what we're trying to do, help people discover Christ. This year, Church in the Valley is going to celebrate its 35th anniversary. For 35 years, God has been writing a story of his faithfulness to us. I can't think about the 35th anniversary without crying. I tear up. I'm not boo-hooing, okay, but I tear up. Um, We we have a lot to celebrate on Saturday, October 1st. We have a playbook at CIV that we run over and over. And if, if you do the playbook, You do the things on our strategy map, uh, we accomplish our mission, and you grow. It's not as simple as that. It's, It's a little more complex, but these are the broad outlines of what you can do to grow. If you go to these places on our strategy map, over and over again, you you grow to maturity. If we make it a habit to go to these four places on the map, to attend a worship service, serve on a team, uh, connect in a group or event, plug into a learn environment, you, you grow. It, if you would, there's a strategy map calendar in your handout, in your program, that you could pull out and follow along. I'm going to be talking about, or several of us are going to be talking about the events and opportunities as we walk through the rest of this message. You can see the strategy behind me. If we keep going to these places, we fulfill our mission and we grow. 
The first place on our map is to attend a worship service. Um, we, we put a tremendous amount of effort into Sunday mornings here because they are so crucial to accomplishing our mission. Worship is the front door into the church community often that our neighbors use. They use the front door, and worship is the front door. I'm, I'm going to ask Andy Vivanco to come up, our worship leader, and he's going to explain our goal in worship and also talk about some plans we have for this year. Thanks, Randy. Well, as as Randy shared, the worship service is really important, Um, not just coming here as a a fellowship and a body, but really to worship and glorify and honor God. And so our goal is we want to craft services uh, that are meaningful, that draw people into God's presence, and through music, through scripture, through the message, and everything's tied together. So we have a technology team, the, the tech team and then the, we have the band and the singers and so we're really blessed that we have this space and so we didn't have this space before and so we would throughout the years meet in different homes and different offices and it was really scattered so we're really excited that we have a place that we call our own that on Tuesday nights we're starting to come here uh, to rehearse and to run through services just to sharpen our skills because the Bible calls us to sing skillfully into practice and so we want to do that and and we're also opening up our our teams so we're adding new folks and so if you have skills and gifts in singing and playing an instrument come and see me or you can see anyone on the worship team and talk to them about that or if you even like technology if you like audio and visual or media arts and you like to run powerpoints or software we have spots for you as well and I, I lean on this verse in Corinthians where it says the, that the hand cannot say to the foot, I don't need you, and we all need each other. And a lot of these parts in our team, you don't see them. They go uh, kind of in the background, you know, with our, our technology team. But things happen, and we really need our, our folks here. We really need our, our singers and our instrumentalists. So if you do have those gifts, I would encourage you to come see me. And you can talk to myself uh, for the music side. Or you can see Tim McClurry, he's in the back, he's waving his hand back there. He's the technology guy that Randy referenced this morning, so thank you. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Andy. Um, you and I contribute to our mission by inviting our family, friends, and neighbors to attend worship. Big days are days when most people who don't attend church on a regular basis are more likely to attend if we give them an invitation. On on these days, we tend to have larger group in attendance. Our first big day this year is our grand opening on October 2nd. Um, We're going to invite our neighbors into our new home here at the church building. And we also want to do... Obviously, personal invitations from members and attenders, but we'll also hand out some door hangers to the Ontario Ranch community. The day of the grand opening, we're launching a message series called uh, The Marathon. 
Uh, it's subtitled, How to Successfully Run the Race of Life. Our lives flow from decade to decade, and we throw, tend to throw a bigger party when, when we move from one decade to the next. Well, I'm turning 65 in October, but that's kind of a biggie. I, I don't know. I'm not hinting at a party because I'm an introvert. And I, you know, I'm not that fond of parties, but um, anyway, we're going to throw a party on the grand opening <laughs> and the anniversary the night before. But anyway, our, our lives, I digress, don't I? So our lives flow from decade to decade. And when you, you know, when you turn in at the beginning of the next decade, whenever you turn that number, we throw a big party. This series is going to focus on the perspective God gives in Scripture, what he wants us to do with each decade. It's, it's going to be very helpful, I think. We're going to have a Christmas Eve service this year. Since we have the building, we can make that happen. This is another big day this fall, uh, really winter. We'll have a service at 3.30 and 5 o'clock. And that, that's what's happening with worship and in worship this fall. I'm going to ask Thad, Pastor Thad to come up and share the importance of our teams that create the environment here on Sundays and at our events. Hi. <clears throat> Hi. Um, I'm Thad Lanthrop, the executive pastor here. And um, I am one of my responsibilities is over our Sunday service um, teams. And Pastor Andy talked about being a witness um, about God's grace that comes through Jesus Christ. And one of the ways that we do that here at CIV is through our Sunday uh, service teams. People grow as they're a part of a Sunday service team. You get to know people on the team. You're working together to advance God's mission um, we, and we find in the Bible that showing hospitality is a real high value to God and his followers. Uh, Romans 12:13 says, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. And then Hebrews 13:2 says, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. And the word hospitality in both of those verses, it, it means a love for strangers. That's the Greek word. It, it's talking about loving um, strangers. And if we're going to be Christ's life-changing community, then we, we want to do what the Bible says. And we want to show love to all of the regular people that come around CIV and then our guests and the people that we don't know. And so uh, one of our goals of our teams is really to be hospitable to uh, one another and everybody that comes on Sunday. So we have several teams that um, help make Sunday mornings happen here at CIV. Uh, here's a list of the teams. We have the Odd Squad. Um, that's the auto, it, it was the auditorium team, um, and we thought we need a cool name, so the Odd Squad. Um, they're responsible for this room, setting up the chairs, getting everything um, ready for people to come into the worship um, area. And then we have the coffee team. Um, you know, when somebody comes over to your house, you offer them a drink, 
um, place to sit down. So our coffee team really helps us to host well, helps us to offer people um, drinks as they come in. We have our events team, so when there's something special going on, like the CIV anniversary or our grand opening, we're going to have some donuts. Um, the events team helps to pull that off. Um, we have the greeting team, so the greeting team's more out front, and they're saying, welcoming everybody as they come in, helping people find their way through the building. Um, and then we have uh, Kid Zone. Kid Zone, um, Carly Neaton is our Kid Zone director. She's going to come up in a little bit and talk about the learning that goes on in Kid Zone. Um, but Kid Zone's a huge way that we as a church are hospitable to people as they come. My family went over to some friend's house and they didn't have any kids our age, but they pulled out toys for, for that were age appropriate to my kids and that was their way of being hospitable to us. And so we have the kids, uh, kids zone classes where they really learn God's ways in, in their language and how to apply it into their lives. So Carlene's going to talk about that more later. Um, and then the SAFE team, so servants available for emergencies. Um, these, these guys, they keep an eye on the building while we're in here so we can focus on what God has to say um, to us. They're also ready for a medical emergency if that happens. Um, we have the technology team. Andy talked about them. Um, and then the worship band as well. All of these teams help us to accomplish our mission on Sunday of inviting our neighbors to discover Christ through his life-changing community. And I, I want to invite you to join a team. If you're not on a team, um, you're interested uh, in that, join us as we try to extend God's grace uh, to our neighbors by hosting them well this fall. Um, I'm going to call Pastor Matt up. He's our pastor in charge of uh, groups, and we're going to talk about that's the next place on our strategy map we're going to go to. Um, but if you're interested in joining a Sunday service team, there's a box on the back of your connection card. You can check that box, and somebody um, from CIV will get in touch with you. Thanks for that. Good morning, everybody. Um, uh, like that said, I'm uh, responsible for our groups, and we have a lot of great um, uh, groups, group leaders, it's, it's going very well. And so when it comes to uh, growing our faith, God can use a rose like he's doing when we worship together, but he also uses circles. Each week we gather together like this, and we, we sit in rows, we worship together, we fellowship with one another, and it's good. God uses it to strengthen our faith. But our faith also grows as we gather in circles, in smaller groups, in one another's homes, as we practice hospitality as uh, Pastor Thad just mentioned, and as we do life together. So that's where the community groups fit in here at Church in the Valley. Uh, community groups are a, a mix of men and women, young and old, married and single, all different ages and stages, which is what makes them very fun. And uh, we average between 15 and 20 people for your typical community group. We meet regularly in a member's home, and we gather around the Bible to learn how to put into practice everything that Jesus commanded. That's what we're trying to do. So you could say that our aim in these group meetings uh, are three things, fellowship, prayer, and the Bible. So if you've attended Sundays and you really enjoy our worship and you've enjoyed the people that you've been meeting here at Church of the Valley, then I think you'll really enjoy a community group. Uh, you can find a group that fits your schedule in the catalog if you look at it. Um, they're, they're all great. We have some really wonderful folks leading these groups. They love people. And they really know how to help people take their next steps 
and growing in faith. So if you haven't signed up for a community group, I encourage you to open up the catalog, look at the list, and consider signing up for one uh, today. The second group that I'd like to talk about is we also have a group for seniors in high school, uh, for those who are seniors, also through their, your, your early 20s. It's called Crossroads. Uh, when you're a senior and you're in high school, um, all the way through your 20s, as you look at your future and you think about all the options and paths and decisions before you, uh, you have a mix of hope and anxiety. You know, what do I do? <laughs> There's so many choices. We face so many crossroads, so many decisions. And so some of the common questions that we all ask around this age and stage of our life is, where do I fit and who are my people? That's always been pretty clear, but as you move into your adult life, that's not as clear. Am I doing it right? Am I living life the right way? Is this how you do this? Is this how you do this? I mean, that's a real normal thing people are dealing with. How do relationships work? And more specifically, when you're in this age and stage in a church like ours, you may be asking the question, is there a place for me at this church? And the answer to the last question is absolutely. And so um, God isn't silent on all of these questions. Uh, He's given us everything we need in his word to answer these questions and to build our lives on a solid foundation. And so we're, we're excited to start up Crossroads again. Starting Sunday, September 18th, uh, Church in the Valley is going to host a Crossroads kickoff. We're going to have a lunch here after second service. And the plan for the future is we'll meet once a month after second service. Uh, we'll meet for lunch. We'll have fellowship, table discussion about key crossroads that uh, people face in this age and stage. And we'll hear from different pastors and leaders and people at Church in the Valley who can share their experiences. They've also faced these uh, forks in the road in faith. The goal is for us to come alongside, uh, to come alongside those of us here at Church in the Valley who are in this stage and help them see the crossroads that they are facing from God's point of view. So you, you hit a fork in the road, and there's several different paths you can take. Uh, which one would be the one that God would call you to do? What are the alternatives? And I encourage them to respond in faith. So if you'd like to attend Crossroads, if you're here and you're a high school senior and up in your 20s, uh, you can let us know in the connection card uh, by RSVPing, or you can also RSVP on our Planning Center app. Uh, We encourage you to bring your friends, your coworkers, your fellow students. The more the merrier. Like Randy said, our mission is to invite our neighbors to discover Christ through his life-changing community. And everyone at every stage of life has a group of people they're connected to that God wants wants to use you to bring into his kingdom. So please invite others. And finally, Crossroads is led by my wife, Joy, uh, Val Rangel, and myself. And we look forward to getting started. So I'm going to hand it back over to Randy. And he is going to talk about the fourth place you go to grow, which is learning environments. Thanks, Matt Thad. The fourth place to go, as Matt said, is to plug into a learning environment. We create learning environments basically to help us grow in godliness. The term godliness seems mysterious, but it really means to live a God-referenced life. That's, that's what godliness means. And it turns out to be extremely valuable to live a godly life. First Timothy 4, 7, and 8 says, Have nothing to do with irreverent, Silly myths. Rather, train yourself in godliness, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. 
We, we set up learning environments to focus on how to live our lives from a godly perspective, which is sort of like digging for treasure. Our focus in the teaching in the learning environments is to learn how to obey Jesus in the different areas of life. This is really how we discover Christ. We learn more about him by learning to obey him. Jesus said this, Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. This is, this is how you learn more about who Jesus is, by obeying him. So that's why we focus on obedience in our learning environments. Uh, this, this takes some concentrated thought and learning like digging for buried treasure. An important learning environment that meets every Sunday is Kid Zone. I asked uh, Carlene Eaton, our Kid Zone director, to come up and share what the kids will be learning for the rest of the year and what's going on in Kid Zone. Our aim really is to come alongside parents as they raise their kids to come to know and walk with God. And we want to be a support. So, Carlene, would you come? Good morning. So we started off, we've been having a lot of fun in Kid Zone, which you might not have heard because we have doors and ceilings now. So, woo! <laughs> um, one of our wins in Kid Zone is for Kid Zone to just really be the best part of the kids' week. So we've been prepping and training and working really hard to help accomplish that, that the kids are just having a lot of fun and want to come back. Sometimes they don't want to leave, so I'm sorry for that, but <laughs> that's our goal. So um, as a church, we're blessed to have 33 men and women who love God, they love Jesus, and they want to walk alongside you in training up your kids. So super grateful for them that they've made this investment in the next generation of our church and um, building up the kingdom in this way. Uh, In August, we had... We're doing some curriculum on building right culture. So we have been given this amazing building, and KidZone's not used to permanent walls. So we've been working with the kids on just setting right expectations and being good stewards of the building that God has given us. And then we're going to continue that into September, and then we're going to start working on a program called Working Hard, which is a value-shaping curriculum we're borrowing from Seabury's Church, a church in our network, And we're going to be talking about how to serve. And really out of gratitude for God and what he's given us in the building, we're going to be working on some projects and doing some things to help get ready for our grand opening on October 2nd. So we're really excited about that. And then continuing in the fall, we're going to be doing some energy curriculum, which we're really excited to bring back that value-shaping curriculum. The girls are going to be working um, on doing word power, which is with their words, the power of their words. And then the guys in first service will be working on strong and courageous, which is a curriculum on, excuse me, trusting and obeying God. So we're excited about that. So that'll be first service. And then second service, we're still doing a value-shaping curriculum from Seabury's. We're going back to that. It's called Be Courageous. And in that, we're going to be working on forgiving, for standing up for what's right, for controlling our emotions, looking out for others, and for following God. So we in KidZone really consider it an honor and privilege that you trust us with your kids and you let us invest in them in this way. So thank you. 
Thank you, Carlene. We, we have several learning environments coming up this fall. This is not on your handout, but we're having a men's breakfast for guys in their 40s. And some are uh, early bloomers, so it, we, we want 35 to 50-year-olds to attend. We want to encourage people in this stretch of life. A bunch of us are here. These are the fi- firewalking years. This is when the pressure is really hot. And we need perspective from the Lord to get through these years. And God's perspective really helped me as I walk through those years as well. On October 12th, we're going to have a women's meeting. This is an off group for, uh, off week for groups. It's a Wednesday. And there's an older and younger flow in the New Testament. Both groups need to be taught, olders and youngers, but we need, we want to provide the wisdom of the olders for the youngers here. And, uh, October 15th, we're going to have a men's breakfast. The same flow for the ladies is found for the men. Uh, both guys need to be taught, uh, young and old, but there are specifics for each of these uh, age groups that we need to focus on. So this is not on your handout as well. October 16th, we're going to have a CIV preview from 1230 to 1:30. Uh, this is the first step in our membership progress uh, process. And then October 23rd, navigating the stages of marriage. It's a workshop or seminar with Nathan Lewis, every marriage goes through stages uh, where there is a dip in the level of satisfaction uh, from the marriage itself. And this seminar is going to help with perspective and how to deal with the satisfaction dip. Uh, 11.20, we're going to have a Discover class from 12.30 uh, to 3.30, this is the second step in our uh, membership process. And then December 4th, Hope Amid the Darkness seminar with Nathan Lewis. The subtitle is Combating the Cultural Messages and Traps that Keep Us from Living in the Light of Truth. This seminar will help us focus on, or will focus on dealing with anxiety and depression. So, in in our Learning environments, what we aim to do is discover God's guidance on major issues. We spent the morning, this this morning, <clears throat> walking through the major events. We haven't covered all of them. But this is our playbook. This is how we plan to accomplish our ministry this fall, our mission this fall. And if we can coordinate our effort and work toward a, together toward accomplishing our mission, we may be able to experience something like this.
go Sooners. <laughs> a lot of my money went to Oklahoma. A couple hundred thousand dollars, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. So we've drawn up plays. Sorry. Trying to get over that. <laughs> we've drawn up the plays that will help us fulfill God's purpose for our church and for our lives. We have roles to play that are eternally significant. And I, I'd like to ask you again to fill out the connection card uh, that you began to fill out uh, in the, earlier in the service. Please take the time to fill out both the front and the back if you have some next steps that you want to take. But one next step that you could take today is... Invite a neighbor, family member, or friend to attend the big days this fall. And then we've given a menu of options uh, today. And just pick one of those. Make a mental note in your mind or maybe several of them that you want to participate in. And do that. Take a step to get involved. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for your kindness and grace to us. I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to get involved, that you would draw us to get more involved with you. First of all, walking with you and getting to know you better by obeying you. Or if there are some here that don't know you yet, I pray that they would be drawn to you because no one comes to you unless you draw them, Father. And so I ask that you draw them. And help, help us to take steps into the church community and commit to involvement, Lord. We ask this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.